Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is Clone Society. We're here today to talk about two episodes, Dangerous Debt and Together Again. That's episodes seven and eight of the seventh and final season of Clone Wars. But before I go any further, it's Jade! Hey guys, what's up? All right, yeah, we're going to dig into two episodes today. Uh, wanted to make sure we knocked these out before the uh, ninth episode and what I think is the final four episodes, the final arc begins after uh, these two episodes. So I wanted to make sure we cleared the way and um, want to do a better job of making sure we cover uh, each of the last four episodes, a uh, single episode, because they are the final four. They're the big thing that this uh, whole thing has been leading up to, the story they really wanted to tell when they came back to to, to finish Clone Wars, and it's the uh, Mandalorian story. So uh, where we left off was covering uh, the Deal or No Deal episode, which was the second episode in the uh, Trace and um, what is the other sister's name? I I always forget. It's the Martez sister, Trace and... Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I feel so bad. Uh, you know, we're going to go right to the IMDb to find out because I don't want to go any further. But I always remember Trace because they named the episode, you know... Uh, with a trace so uh, let's go ahead and look it is Rafa I should have known that because Rafa Nadal so um, I don't know if we'll see these characters again in the final four episodes though it doesn't appear so um, I guess let's first dig into Dangerous Debt when we left them off at the end of uh, Deal, No Deal. Uh, they had attempted to uh, do a spice run and they couldn't agree on it. So Trace ended up dumping it, which was probably the worst thing they could have done because then they show up uh, and the Pikes are expecting delivery and they have to try to trick them, but it doesn't work and they end up being jailed so this ends up being kind of a a jailbreak type episode where uh they deal with uh you know they deal with uh, trying to get out of the cell they spend a lot of episode on the run and by the end of it they're back in prison so before we dig into some of the the fine details on the episode what do you think about the episode as a whole I liked it. I think it's uh, very cool, this journey we've got to go on with these two sisters and Ahsoka. Um, As far as the whole getting into jail and the whole trouble they have there and then getting out of jail and then going back, I I thought it was interesting. Um, It reminded me of previous seasons and stuff that's happened. Um, I like that, you know, there's always hints of... um, and with Ahsoka's powers kind of always having to, like, hide them, right? Especially right now. And, yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Cool, cool. All right, uh, let's try to dig into some of the things we caught in the episode, some of the things that happened. Uh, the first thing right off the bat, as the episode starts and they're doing the narration, 
uh, a character that's being led by the jail cell appears to be Blue Snaggletooth, which uh, if you're a Star Wars fan or a Star Wars uh, collecting fan, you'll know that is a shout out to when Kenner uh, had originally made Star Wars figures and they got kind of like the, you know, sketch designs of what characters would be. Uh, they made the Snaggletooth character kind of tall and in a blue suit. When the movie came out, the character actually ended up being short and in a red suit. So ever since then, uh, blue Snaggletooth has kind of been a fun, like, uh, collector's thing, you know, in collector's circle. It was cool a few years back when um, Funko did the uh, Smuggler's Bounty Boxes. They had... Uh, red Snaggletooth as the regular release, but they had a chase version of Blue Snaggletooth. So uh, always cool when you can catch little cool things like that. Uh, and then to get into actual like the essentials of the episode, uh, they're in the jail cell and Ahsoka's like, uh, you know, reluctant to tell her, tell them, you know, about the Jedi stuff. Uh, and we, we, we find it's, we find out the story, uh, behind why the Martez uh, sisters uh, aren't maybe the biggest fans of Jedi. It relates to a story that happened earlier in Clone Wars where the chase of uh, Zero the Hut when he was trying to escape on Coruscant, it, it all went wrong and uh, there was a crash and the the uh, two sisters were able to be saved, but the parents were killed. And it turns out that, uh, if you know that episode, that Zero wasn't even caught and it was this like diversion thing. And they talk about a uh, green skinned female Jedi that came to try to like uh, reassure them that this was like the will of the Force and whatnot, which, you know, isn't very reassuring. But it, that sounded like Luminara to me. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about all that? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I could kind of see it, don't, it, well, I can talk. I could kind of see it going down that road because um, in the past previous two episodes, you kind of got the gist of feeling that the two sisters weren't the biggest fans of Jedi in general and people who live in the upper part of where they live. So you could tell like, oh, there must be like a reason and that's it, you know, like losing family is obviously big and understandable and Ahsoka's like, oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry without like revealing, you know, that she like was around during that time. Yeah. Or not not that she was around during that time, but like she she's like a part of the people that Yeah. Like it's like that's how they handle that type of situation and obviously that's well, it's one of the things the Jedi's aren't great about always is like handling situations in the aftermath of it so yeah and we'd have to go back to actually examine that episode but uh i'm not sure where ahsoka was i know she's obviously aware of it uh the whole zero the hut you know thing i know she's aware of it but as far as when he did try to escape on coruscant um I can't remember exactly where she was. I think that was a while ago. That was if I'm if if I'm just off the top of my head. I think that was season two. Um, yeah, but maybe we can 
do a little research and, and, and maybe bring it up next pod. But we're just, uh, you know, fresh off of uh, watching these last two episodes and we wanted to come and record right away. So didn't get to do too much research going into this episode. But if we come across it before next episode, we'll definitely bring up, you know, if we know where the Zero the Hut escape fell in, in everything. So... Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention is the Pikes, who I don't think I mentioned this last episode, but they also were featured in the live action film Solo uh, when the Solo crew went to Kessel on the Kessel run. They dealt with some Pikes. Uh, Quay Tolsite, I think is the character's name, which I would only know that from uh, figures. They made a um, standard size regular figure of that character. And I saw some articles going around and questions like why they didn't look the same. And I think it's because they did pikes on Clone Wars in the past before they filmed Solo. And so they wanted to maintain how they looked like on the show, but then also just say, like, that's, like, Kessel Pikes and that's, like, this planet's Pikes, wherever, you know, the planet they're on right now. Right, yeah, I think I think so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next thing I want to mention is while they're being held and these pikes want to interrogate them and torture them they bring them to this interrogation droid which has a style and look of other uh, star wars droids in the past and also in the live action films uh, it was interesting that they made it almost look like a uh, hunchback style like the droid was really kind of like at an angle kind of like hunched in the way it's it's arms had the little uh, electrocution things on the end oh right yeah that guy was creepy yeah well it was and it was interesting how they did that you know yeah yeah so. I liked it. um i guess the next big moment of the episode for me that i want to jump to because uh, we're kind of jumping forward as far as in the skate plans is i couldn't help but notice and i was glad i did that uh, because it turned out to be true when they were uh, brushing past people in the crowds uh, when they were on the run. Uh, I noticed uh, the helmet, a Mandalorian helmet, and I could definitely tell it had the stylings of Bo-Katan, uh, you know, a Mandalorian character that was featured prominently in the past uh, during the whole Maul and Death Watch uh, arc. Yeah, I know. That was really cool that she popped up again. It was kind of the last thing I expected, and I think it added a fun bit to the story yeah yeah um so i had to rewind and 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 pause and and you know confirm that and it was cool to see i really liked the way they styled her whereas the helmet was on the mandalorian but she wasn't just walking around in the mandalorian armor she's kind of uh kind of cloaked and hooded almost jedi-ish you know style uh always a cool look so that was really cool, but uh, like we mentioned, in the end, uh, they are captured again. So that's where we left the episode. Yeah, no, it was weird. Not that they were intended to get captured again, but it felt like, I don't know, it felt like purposeful that um, that was to happen because of what happened in the next episode <laughs> and how that all ended out and how both parties, good and 
bad, you know, who were obviously reading for Ahsoka and the girls, um, but they each learned something about each other. Right. Which brings us to that next episode, uh, Together Again. Ahsoka bargains for the sisters' freedom and makes a startling discovery. Uh, This was cool because this uh, appears to be, you know, uh, the end of this arc. And it looks like that was the whole plan now that we've made it this far in the season. That the first four episodes of the season was the Bad Batch story. And then in episode five, we started this... uh, uh, Martez sisters four episode arc and it caught us up with Ahsoka and overall I'd say that what was coolest about this was I said this when we first reviewed the fifth episode Gone with a Trace how they were on level 1313 and it kind of gave like a everyday citizen of the galaxy kind of flavor to things. And as the story went on, uh, even deal or no deal, uh, when they were like leaving the planet, I was like, okay, that's cool. I wanted that. But then it was cool to see them get out in the galaxy and get on this adventure. And then uh, seven was all about being held captive. And then eight is the resolution of the story. So uh, before we get into, you know, any details of the episode what do you think of this one as far as the completion to this uh story arc oh yeah no i think i liked it the most out of all of the these four episodes um just because of how you know you see how the two girls have come around and um the reveal which i'm excited to talk about oh both i guess because there's kind of two in a way one we already know, but yeah, so I like that, and um, just, just, uh, I like the characters, and I like, what's the, the Mandalorian, the, Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan. yeah, I like, I want to see more, and I'm excited, so this is like, this is like the preview, and I'm like, a taste, and I'm like, I want more, so it's cool, I, I'm excited, and looking forward to it. Yep. So, uh, we do pick up the episode, uh, with them back in the jail cell and, um, they gotta figure out, you know, the plan, where, where you're going to go from here. So they end up back in front of the Pikes and Ahsoka kind of just on a whim without like really conferring with the sisters, uh, kind of plays this whole thing up that she's ready to betray them like you go ahead and send them to recover the spice because I don't know where it is and if they don't bring it back I'm going to tell you where their family is we already know that their family's gone so we know that like you know Ahsoka's trying to send them a message that you know just get out of here and I'll figure something out. She's, you know, basically showing that she's uh, sacrificing herself for them. And uh, the, it, it turns out that the Pike leader, um, he talks to his like advisor and he's like, oh, I don't know about this. And he's like, we just need this spice because, uh, you know, I, I'm reporting to somebody. And immediately when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because when you think about Solo, the feature film, you can immediately put together that he's talking about Maul and right. Crimson Dawn. Are, do you, are these my I feel like my timeline in my head is all mixed up. Are these at similar times? They're 
semi-similar because Solo takes place only a couple years after the end of the Clone Wars. And this is almost at the end of the Clone Wars. Um, I Since this is the final season, by the time we get to the fourth and final episode, I wouldn't be surprised if they do the same thing that they did in the uh, Tarkovsky uh, Clone Wars, where they shoot right into Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, that was cool. They really should do that. Uh, we'll see if they do, but uh, I imagine we're on that timeline. And then, yes, Solo takes a place only a couple of years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. So interesting. Okay, it's all coming together in my head. Great. I hope I hope you guys have that connection too. <laughs> um, but. I had that one thought and then I lost it. Where, where, where was I originally going to this? Where was we talking about? Well, we were just at the point in the story where we were talking about Crimson Dawn and Maul. And oh, that's who yeah. uh, the Pike's here. That's right. who he's worried about. So he, he's not so sure this is going to work out, but he's a little like desperate to make something happen. So he lets the Martez sisters go. And then we get this kind of tale for the whole rest of the episode with uh, Ahsoka once again trying to escape on her own while, you know, conf- uh, can, you know, hiding from both the sisters and the pikes about uh, Jedi abilities. So uh, once the Martez sisters are gone, uh, we're seeing it right on screen right now as we record this, uh, we get to see Bo-Katan and she has two other uh, female, maybe former Death Watch, either way, they're Mandalorians. Uh, and they are interested in Ahsoka. They're, they're like, okay, the sisters left, but uh, we need to keep scouting. She didn't leave. Ahsoka didn't leave. And that's who we need. Right, yeah. Going going back real quick, because there was a point that I wanted to make that I remembered as you were doing, <laughs> doing that. Um, I thought it was really cool how Ahsoka kind of like in a way, she almost, like, let him off the hook. She's kind of like, like you said, just, like, go get out of here. Like, I'll figure it out. I think that shows, like, her character and kind of, like, what she was taught and something that she's kept in her morals because that's something that the sisters and her fight about is the way that she thinks. And, like, but also that's, it, it, like, it, it comes to be, like, it helps them. The sisters realize, you know, like, how good of a person she is and why they help her. Right, exactly. So once the uh, Martez sisters are gone, uh, they try to figure out a plan of what they're going to do. And Trace doesn't really know, but um, Rafa has the, an idea that they will, they will, they're going to uh, kind of figure out a way to get the spice, talk their way into it, and um, they're going to go back. For Ahsoka, they, you know, obviously find her honorable. Um, and she's on, Rafa's on the impression that that's what Ahsoka plans, even though Ahsoka's uh, already, you know, making her es- escape 
from the place. Uh, and it's then when she comes across some uh, thermal detonators and she gears up there and is like, might as well do some good, like, you know, Yay. destroying this place on the way out. And on the way out, that's when she overhears the uh, hollow transmission between the Pikes and Maul. And Maul's like, you know, you know, this is a big operation we got going here. Like, you know, don't fail me. You know, Crimson Dawn, you don't want us coming down on you. So. Right, yeah, and I, I kind of saw that as as the mini reveal, I guess you I guess yeah, you could say. Definitely. Because like I don't I don't know if I saw it coming all the way. Um so I thought it was really cool. Uh Ahsoka obviously recognized what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And um it's funny, even though, you know, obviously he's on a what do you call the projection? Hollow projection. Hollow hologram, yeah. Um, Even though he's obviously not there physically, it's so cool. Like, just being a part of the Force, like, he can sense that something's off, and so he can almost tell that Ahsoka's there, and then she's like, oh, shoot, I gotta hightail it out of here. And then she ends up uh, getting caught again, and you can, I I guess you can continue from there. (laughs) Yeah, so um, she decides to make a move and reveal her powers to them in which they're like, ah, yes, you know, and like, you know, a Jedi spy and like, they've sent you and uh, this is great because now we have you. But uh, obviously they don't. And um, she continues um, trying to make her escape and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, but what did you think of uh, just the the showdown with the Pikes? I thought it was really cool. Um, I I liked how at first, you know, she saw that she could like hold her own, but obviously, you know, like as anyone, like you gotta realize that there's a point where you can't necessarily fight anymore. But there's like that willpower to like keep going. Right. Right. So, um, meanwhile, uh, Rafa and Trace, uh, they run their scam to, uh, rob, basically rob the spice to bring back and give to the Pikes. And that was a whole interesting, like trying to deceive these little platform workers. And then when the boss comes out, it uh, turns out end up being, uh, uh, what appears to be a Trandoshan, like Bosk. So there's a whole fight with him, and uh, they use uh, the classic little, like, Willem scream that they try to fit in all movies, the, wah, you know. If you know what that is, then you know what it is, and uh, they fit that in uh, with him. But uh, how about that scene? Yeah, no, it was really funny. Um, I think it added a lot of humor to the episode, Um, how, like, how nonchalant and, you know, a good actor that, um, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting your name. Rafa. Rafa, yeah. Um, Rafa is at like, oh, like, this is coming from like up top and you gotta get this spice going now or you'll be in big trouble. And I thought it was funny. Yeah. So then uh, comes, you know, one of the big scenes of the episode, the big revelation where Ahsoka finally has to uh, reveal herself because the Pikes know. And when the sisters come back unexpectedly with the spice, um, she has to 
you know, reveal herself uh, to them. But then uh, all of Ahsoka's thermal detonators that she planted, they go off. Uh, Good timing. Yeah, while Bo-Katan kind of watches from the outside and uh, they make their escape. Woohoo! Yep, so um, that's almost basically the end of the episode except for uh, kind of the debriefing that uh, happens uh, once, you know, they escape off planet, Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians uh, you, follow them. Did you mention who you had seen what, during the chase? Remember, you said you that you saw someone and you rewinded it. Did you mention that before? Well, I mentioned Bo-Katan. No, remember when we were watching it and you said while Ahsoka and the sisters were running away that you saw someone that you recognized in the crowd? Yeah, that was Bo-Katan. Really? That was early in the episode? I thought it was later. No, that was in the last oh. episode. Oh, shoot. We already talked about that. Oh, shoot. Okay, sorry. I thought there was someone else. Never mind. Okay. We're, disregard that. Okay. Um, anyways, they get back to Coruscant and uh, 13, level 1313. 13, and Ahsoka's, you know, a little, you know, wary. They don't seem to want to hear her out. And they, you know are obviously that, you know, excited about the her being a Jedi. But then they actually do come around and they're like, they say this really cool line basically implies that like, everything you are is like what I am pit, pit, uh, picture like the best of a Jedi to be. Like, like, we saw like the worst, but you've shown us like the best of what like a Jedi can be. Yeah, I know, and that's really sweet, and that's one of my favorite things about Ahsoka, that she does have good traits and morals, and the fact that she actually left the Jedi Order was is a big thing to her, and it's obviously a big part of her history, and, you know, it's partly why she didn't want to tell anyone, is because she's trying to hide herself, and now that she's around these new people who she's come to, you know, like in a way, it's obviously hard, and to be accepted, and so to have that, and for them to understand... It's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool, uh, you know, kind of finishing to their relationship, I assume, uh, as far as this series is concerned. You know, maybe they'll have more future in books or comics or something like that. But as far as the series, I'm sure this is the time with the uh, Martez sisters has come to an end because Bo-Katan shows up with her uh, two fellow Mandalorians and says they have a common enemy and brings up the hollow image of Maul. So uh, Ahsoka's a little unsure at first, but then the Martez sisters like like convince her, like, you should do this. Like, we saw, like, you know, what you can do. You are good and you, you can help. So you should. And, you know, on that note, uh, she says her goodbyes to the sisters and boards Bo-Katan's ship. And uh, there we head into the final four episodes of the series. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And as a kind of like nice thing, which gives me like the idea that there could be something possibly, if not, obviously not in the show, probably, but like like in a comic book or something, was the fact that Ahsoka said, oh, well, I'm going to leave my ship here. No, oh, my, yeah, not my yeah, ship, my yeah. my bike here. Right, right. Which is how she nice. met them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's that. And then 
I want to talk about uh, Boca Bocaton. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to make sure I say it right. Um, refresh my memory because it's it's been a long time since we watched the series. What was the last encounter that Ahsoka and um, Bocaton had? Like, why why is she like wary and everything? Well, it was during the last kind of Death Watch encounter, which. This is obviously really late in the pod to be mentioning this, but obviously this is full spoilers for everything that's happened in Clone Wars and some of the most impressive uh, series of episodes. I'm going to go back to it right now. was during uh, episode, or not episode, season five of uh, the Clone Wars, and it was the whole... Uh, Maul taking over Mandalore and versus the Death Watch, and that's when Bo-Katan was involved, and the, like, the crazy, unbelievable Maul uh, killing of uh, Duchess Sabine, Uh, and then, you know, Obi-Wan's left to, like, kind of suffer, that's what Maul wanted, but Bo-Katan is actually the character that sprung uh, Kenobi from jail uh, when he was locked up after that whole encounter, so... Um, Yeah, and there's like so many connections both to Clone Wars and the live action Mandalorian because uh, Pre Vizsla, who Jon Favreau played um, in Clone Wars, he carried the Darksaber until he lost it to Maul. Uh, He's, you know, we know that he had it and then during the time of oh i don't know i i think maybe actually bo-katan might have had it and then uh sabine had it in the time of rebels so you know little tangent into mandalorian and uh earlier clone wars and everything but yeah i mean that's kind of where this stuff always takes you right gotcha yeah it's great to make those connections because my my brain doesn't always make those, so I'm glad I have you. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. It's fun to to make those connections. I know as soon as uh, Bo-Katan came up, and this whole idea of uh, Mandalore, Bo-Katan said in this last episode about the Death Watch being no more. But interestingly, when you talk also about the live action Mandalorian series, Death Watch is the group of Mandalorians that originally rescued. Uh, the Mandalorian when he was a child, that group is the one that saved him during the Clone Wars. So everybody's wondering if we were going to see some kind of crossover with that. And I don't know. Uh, I think it might have happened by now. But at the same time, we're headed into the meat of the Mandalorian story. And, um, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that because obviously you've got this Maul and Crimson Dawn hold over Mandalore, but you got to remember almost right after these events, you have the Empire, and the Empire was a huge role in, like, kind of you know, the Mandalorian destruction way of life and why they were in hiding by the time of five years after Return of the Jedi and the Mandalorian series. Right, yeah, makes sense. I gotcha, get it. So, yeah, um, Overall, um, great arc. Uh, I'll definitely look back on this one fondly and probably revisit it just because I do like these uh, 
Martez sisters as like kind of like representatives of a everyday citizen of the galaxy. It's always fun when you can get into a story like that instead of like these top level galaxy event deciding characters like your high level Jedi, Jedi Council, uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And even like well-known like villains, it's like everyone knows like those names or like it's like well-known across the galaxy and those are always cool to see, but it's also great to like know that, you know, like it literally is like there's so many other characters and people and species out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to understand, so it's like, they're living their lives and you don't always see that. Especially if you, like, you don't read the books or you, you don't read the comic books. This is like, maybe this is only what you watch, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, on... Sorry, and especially, no, because I'm just, like, I'm on a roll of, like, thoughts with that. And, like, especially because, like, these Martez sisters, like, it's another viewpoint that you can understand and, like, what they go through and, you know, how there was that um, Jedi that said, like, oh, like, like, the the, the insensitive comment about their parents, like, you know, like... The will of the Force. Yeah, it's the will of the Force. Like, no, like, that's, like, BS. Like, you can't say that. Like, those are my parents, like... And that's just like that's a point of view that you aren't always going to see. Most of the most of the time, we we probably would have seen the opposite point. You probably would have seen the Jedi saying that, and you wouldn't have seen how it affected those other people. Right, right, exactly. So, all right, yeah. Like I said, on that note, that uh, closes this arc, and we get ready for the final four episodes. We're going to try to make sure we cover each of them at a time, so we're ready for. The final episode in the series finale, the end of Clone Wars and its final season. So, uh, looking forward to what they're getting, what they're getting to, especially considering it's involving uh, uh, Mandalore and Maul, and there should be, uh, you know, the crossover that they've long rumored of uh, one more meeting with uh, like Anakin and Obi Wan, not a. Uh, like a, a reunion with the Jedi, but a, like a reunion with the characters. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot to look forward to. I'm not ready. Yeah. And of course, like I mentioned before, I'd love to see a uh, connection with the Mandalorian if they did something with... Uh, didn't Jaren, even if it was like just a little like appearance of him or something because I would assume at this time he is still uh, in the timeline he's still actually quite young like we saw him being rescued so uh, if the death watch is over he had to have already been rescued at this point right yeah that'd be cool let's yeah so he is with some clan right yeah somewhere let's hope yeah so all right, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode, unless you got any other final thoughts for them. No, yeah, I'm good. Okay, yep. Uh, we'll be back real soon, because it took us two weeks to get out this episode. We covered two episodes here, so we'll be back in a few days with uh, episode nine, start of the final arc. So until then, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, E-Society. <laughs>